Bawoni from BA. This is the Rorschach Nigeria update from the 29th of June 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Nigeria. The European Union Election Observation Mission has presented its final report on the recently concluded general election. On Tuesday the 27th, Barry Andrews, the chief observer, said that the election exposed deep flaws and weaknesses in the system that need to be corrected. He said that although there was a record-breaking amount of newly registered voters, factors like cash and fuel scarcity, violence and intimidation by political thugs all contributed to voter suppression. Andrews also said that public confidence in the Independent National Electoral Commission best known as INEC, had drastically decreased because it didn't keep its promise of accountability and transparency. Even though he said the electoral body introduced measures to ensure a seamless process, the chief observer said that they were not enough. Another flaw that the EU election observation mission also pointed out was that there were low levels of inclusion as only one woman ran against 18 men in the presidential election and none of the candidates had women as their running partners. In response, Festus Okoye, INEC Commissioner for Voter Education, said that democracy is not a 100-meter dash and that Nigeria is doing its best. He said that it was not expected that the country would get it right on the first try, but that INEC would work towards improving on the lags that the EU noted. For our business lovers, have you ever wondered how much Nigeria is owing other countries? Buckle up, because you're about to find out. On Friday the 23rd, the Debt Management Office, best known as DMO, published its quarterly debt report and showed that Nigeria's total public debt hit a little over 49 trillion naira, about $64 billion, at the end of the first quarter of 2023. According to the DMO, the five countries Nigeria is indebted to are China, France, Japan, India and Germany. The total amount owed to these countries as of March is about $5 billion. China is the biggest creditor, taking slightly above $4 billion. Next is France, with over $500 million, and Germany, with around $144 million. Japan and India come next, with $62 million and $26 million, respectively. Since we are in the business sector, while receiving a delegation from the Republic of Korea on Monday the 26th, Vice President Kashim Shetima said that Nigeria wants to create 1 million jobs for youth in the digital industry. The Vice President said that by 2030 there will be a 65% global talent deficit, which puts Nigeria in a unique position to fill in those deficits because the jobs are for youth and 75% of the population is below the age of 35. In response, the Korean delegation led by Jang Sung-min, special envoy to the Korean president, said that his country would continue to support Nigeria across different sectors. 
Meanwhile, the Central Bank of Nigeria, best known as CBN, has set the new daily transaction limits to 50,000 naira, about $66, for contactless payment, while a one-time transaction limit stands at 15,000 naira, about $19. Contactless payments are a safe and easy way of making transactions without physical contact between a payment device, such as prepaid, debit and credit cards, key fobs, mobile, electronic devices and wearable devices, and the receiving merchant. In a statement on Tuesday the 27th, the CBN said that authorization would be required for transactions above the limits. The announcement caused a stir on social media, especially as the CBN had, on Saturday the 24th, directed banks to start collecting and verifying social media handles as part of their procedures in setting up accounts. According to the CBN, the new identification procedures will apply to all permanent and occasional customers. A new report from the World Bank, published on Tuesday the 27th, said that Nigeria's government would save a total of 11 trillion naira, about $15 billion, from the recent petrol subsidy removal policy. However, the World Bank said that more people would be pushed into poverty if the government does not provide measures to help the people that were affected the most by the subsidy removal. Over 4 million people have been pushed into poverty between January and May. Heads up to vehicle owners in Lagos. On Tuesday the 27th, Abdul Hafiz Toriola, permanent secretary of the Ministry of Transportation, announced the state government will begin the implementation of the Levi for annual proof of ownership certificates for vehicles in July. The permanent secretary said that the initiative is targeted at creating an efficient process of vehicle ownership verification. Meanwhile, in Kano State, things don't seem to be going so well. Recall how Abba Yusuf, the new governor, began demolishing structures and monuments, including a roundabout, a few days into his administration. Traders lamented that they lost goods and property worth millions of naira and asked the governor to stop. Well, the demolition has entered its fourth week and on Monday the 26th, protests parked in the state. Residents held banners that said that their, quote, messiah, unquote, was hurting them and asked him to settle his issues with the former governor and to stop taking it out on innocent people. In another turn of events, Yusuf asked the state's accountant general to stop paying the salaries of over 10,000 workers that the former governor allegedly illegally recruited. The move is the latest action that Yusuf has taken to roll back the, quote, harmful, unquote, policies of the former administration. But while things seem to be going haywire in Kano State, some positive things are happening in Anambra. The government has offered a scholarship to Nkechiniere Ume, a student who scored the highest, 360, in the 2023 Unified Tertiary Matriculation Examination, best known as UTME. 
On Tuesday the 27th, the state's commissioner for education said that UMA has been granted the opportunity to study any course of her choice at any university in the state. In other positive news, the United Kingdom has announced plans to partner with Enugu State on power, education and public health for mutual economic development. On Tuesday the 27th, Richard Montgomery, British High Commissioner to Nigeria, told Peter Mba, the Inugu governor, that the UK had partnered with the state for over 20 years on sector reforms and that it was willing to continue that partnership, owing to the governor's drive and ambition to put the state on the global map. On his part, Mba said that the state is eager to engage in the partnership and is looking forward to boosting trade and investment. On Saturday the 24th, the Abuja Electricity Distribution Company, or AEDC, said that it would increase tariffs by 40% from the 1st of July. AEDC is one of the 11 power distribution companies in the country and covers the federal capital territory, Niger, Kogi and Nasarawa states. The surge in tariffs stems from the fluctuating exchange rate in the country and the increase in the pump price of petrol caused by the removal of subsidies. However, stakeholders such as the Manufacturers Association of Nigeria and the Nigeria Labour Congress have condemned the proposed tariff increase, warning that it will have huge consequences on the consumers. And that's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Don't want to have ads in the updates? Help us financially with the link in the show notes. Can't do that but want to support us? No worries, just tell your friends about us. Oh, double.